Hi, welcome, couple of three years. Thanks for joining us for another episode oh. of season 11. And my name is Mabel. I'm joined here with my co-hosts, Agu and Ashley. And some of you may recognize a familiar face today. So we are joined again by one of our dear friends, Dr. Alexandra Arena, aka Dr. Ali, <laughs> another big fan of the show. And today we're going to be talking about Decision Day and the reunion episode, just talking about season 11 as a recap. And so Dr. Ali is a social and emotional intelligence expert, soft skills ninja, and speaker. <laughs> you also want to give a little bit more of what you do, Dr. Ali, before we dive in? Yeah, for sure. I'm a speech therapist and behavior analyst, which basically means I'm obsessed with behaviors and communication. So I look at how people communicate and talk about how that could be affecting their relationships, either positively or negatively. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's get started. So we're going to talk first about decision day. And this is when, you know, we found out all the couples, are they getting, stay married? Are they getting divorced? Are Olivia and Brett getting back together? Who knows? So <laughs> do you want to dive in here? I don't know. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Let's do a recap real quick yeah. because we had three couples stay together, which I think yep. for us at least kind of surprised us. I thought we'd have like two. Um, so the two couples mm -hmm. who ended up, I mean, Brett and Olivia, like they decided to stay separated. Ooh. And then um, oh, wait, that's we also mean. lost. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the person who stayed together first. My bad. Continue. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Okay. The other couple that didn't stay together is Christina and Henry. Yeah. They had a, a real rocky road. And the rest of the couple stayed together. I think for me, the biggest surprise was Karen and Miles. But Dr. Yeah. Alley, when you were watching that, was there like, was there any of the decisions that surprised you or you didn't expect? I think Karen and Miles as well. Um, and I was sort of happy to see, like, I feel like Karen always keeps this like cool attitude, right? Like you can't see, mm -hmm. but like she seemed genuinely happy on decision day. And like, I feel like mm -hmm. Miles was like pretty ecstatic. Like I could tell he didn't know which way she was going. Mm -hmm. So it was very sweet to see. Yeah. I kind of felt like we didn't, there was a disconnect for me between like what we saw of their relationship and then how they acted on decision day. And then in the reunion episode and like beyond into like social media and stuff, seeing how they interact with each other. I just, it seems like such a jump and I wish we could have like seen them be more of a solid couple because it's, it's just hard for me to connect that. Like, I don't, I'm very curious, like what changed that much between, you know, the end of, you know, filming and then the decision day time. Right. Well, even then, like when they had that month of quarantine that they summed up in one episode, there's probably a lot more there that we could have seen them, their relationship progress because they did attribute it to that. They were like, hey, if Decision Day had been at the normal time, probably wouldn't have stuck around to be together. Right. Mm -hmm. But because we were quarantining together, it really paid off. And that's why we're deciding to stay married for, you know, right now. Mm -hmm. So it's great. And that's, I want to ask, you know, start with that question, Dr. Ali, how much of an impact? So speaking of, you know, Miles and Karen, their relationship was impacted by this quarantine space that they were forced to live together longer and have this experience longer than eight weeks. And that really defined their relationship and that helped them decide to stay together. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think it's that whole, like you had asked me last time if I would have if, if me and my partner met, if we'd be married at first sight and probably not because um, I think people like Karen and myself included, it takes a little while to warm up. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe like 
the safety of the fact that they're in this place together. Also, you're going through a global pandemic. Like whoever's around you, you kind of end up closer to in this, right? Even if, um, like I know a lot of people who um, started dating at the beginning and although they've broken up, still have like immense respect for the person they were with at the beginning of quarantine because it's just like you did this really weird thing together, you know? Mm. Um, so I think the the longer period actually could have helped them. For other people, it could have gone the, a different way, right? Like this is too much. Like some people m- need to make a decision quickly. They're in it or they're not kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think with our other couples, like I don't know how well it would have gone for Brett and Olivia if they had stayed in the same place for that long. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. Right. I think I, I think that with Brett, he also had an issue with the fact that she was working in you know the pandemic space and was around you know mm-hmm. a, like a high risk situation. And I mean, he didn't talk about that, but I just think that he also had an issue with that being like so close to possibly be getting infected if she came home and you know then yeah that whole mm-hmm. situation uh okay if you don't mind i kind of want to go back to karen and miles because for i think kind of just echoing off every, what you guys said i kind of expected everyone else who stayed together to to um to do so and i can't wait to talk about woody and amani and um <laughs> They're just like the cutest. <laughs> the Amelia's. Um, the standard. So, yeah, gold standard. But I think with the Karen and Miles one, uh, I am definitely nobody. Uh, hmm, I'm no expert in reading body language, but I, I did notice that they were trying to play it coy, and he kept on like grabbing. He grabbed her hand a few times. He had like his hand on her lap, and I was like, okay, so they're together. <laughs> And he, you know, uh, they both agreed to stay together. Um, and I, I do understand that it, it could take time for that to kind of flourish. And, um, and it looks like we might have missed a lot of that uh, just because they weren't able to film that. But I ha- my question on them um, is, do you think this is something that now that she has warmed up to him and it seems like they have a better understanding. Could this be one of those situations where um, it took a while to develop, but it's going to be something that's hopefully strong and able to withstand whatever goes forth. Like his DMs being apparently popping is what we found out in the reunion (laughs) episode. (laughs) Uh, Things like that. Uh, Yeah. Well, even when, that comment was made like you know how when you could tell a a woman's feeling like insecure about it i didn't get that at all from karen like it was just like yeah Mm. like this hot guy is getting a lot of dms and like he's mine Mm. um so i think yes i think the fact that although sometimes karen was so forthright in what she wanted and didn't want and it kind of came across cold i can see how that could come across to people Mm she was really explicit about it and now i again like i don't really know what happened behind scenes but apparently they did come to a place of understanding mm-hmm. so i think her their ability to communicate was like founded really early on um and miles being so sort of open about his emotions and what he's feeling and thinking i think as long as soon as karen 
Karen really needed time because I think she thought that was fake for a while. Right. And then yeah. she kept yeah, consistently she seeing like, oh, this is just him. Like, I don't know. Have you ever met someone that's really nice and you're like, are you that nice? And then like, yep. you know, you're with them for a long time. You're like, oh, you actually are this really nice person. So I think she just had to trust. And then, you know, I give him a lot of credit. He had a lot of patience. And as we had talked about last time, they had not been um, intimate before. I don't know. I don't know. They weren't intimate to our knowledge before no. the reunion, right? No. So before decision day, before reunion before decision day. Yeah. But yeah, reunion. Yeah. Yeah. But mm -hmm. before decision day. So, you know, I give him a lot of patience and credit for, he must have known something about her was like going to click for him. That's good. Yeah. I think he was just like patience is one of his greatest <laughs> suits there. And that like yeah. carried him really far. And like, it was clear that for him, the big frustration was like, I'm, like my needs aren't being met because I'm his love language seems to be one of them is like that, like physical affection mm -hmm. and like that kind of a thing, which she just like was not on board with for a long time. <laughs> and like, I, I could, in some ways I can understand that with like the pressure of not only the cameras, but then there's a pandemic, there's raging racial injustice. There's all these other things. She works in the healthcare field, right? Mm -hmm. That she's mm -hmm. doing that all the time. She's like seeing what the, the pandemic, the effects of it are like, that is a lot to just be dealing with on your own, but to be in a new relationship and then like feel like your partner is like needing intimacy or something like that's, that's not, <laughs> doesn't make you feel sexy. I don't think. <laughs> so like, no. And new relationship where we got to remember that she had a preconceived notion before she met him too, right. which she had to like undo, even though I think some of her like fears about him being too emotional were true. Like in her standards, I don't think he's too emotional, but like they ended up being true. But then I think she started to realize that's actually a, a good thing for her. Mm -hmm. Like it, it was right. a, good thing in their relationship um so yeah i just think that i also i don't know if you noticed in the reunion they were much more touchy yes. so i'm wondering mm -hmm. once they were intimate it was so much easier for her to give the touch kind of like i wonder if it just comes all the time now now they're in this great place um mm -hmm. and i will say he always bragged about her cooking so I wonder if, again, like she thought she was being yeah. really affectionate by these like amazing meals, but he really needed the, mm -hmm. the touch, you know, like I wonder if they were just missing the mark on some things. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. like they're both communicating that love in different ways and they're different yeah. love yeah. languages. Two ships in mm -hmm. the night. Yeah. I think the- They just got really ominous. <laughs> Like the biggest compliment he made was about her cooking. He's like, it just keeps on getting better and it's so good. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. this man is. <laughs> yeah, when he had his buddy over and they're like, you know, talking about if they're going to say yes or not. He, he was like, okay, tell me the positives. And he was just like, her cooking. <laughs> he could not. <laughs> it was like, no, that's it. Yeah. That's the big one. <laughs> but, you know, fast forward a little bit to the reunion episode. He was saying that up until that day up until that second he walked into you know sat on the couch and were with experts he was gonna say no he was gonna get a divorce and you know, walk away from it so even then i was like okay i i, I don't want to think about that i mean in the moment yeah change yeah hmm. yeah i could see that i mean i do think part of it is 
kind of echoing what you guys were saying in terms of he was extremely patient and um and i think he felt as if it was worth the wait it seems like well we know that now but at the moment it seemed like he was not happy about it but was still willing to do so um mm -hmm. so i i'm i'm happy it worked out for them i i have to be honest i'm not it just part of something with the relationship kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit where it just it feels uneven and i i know that's a thing that i don't like when relationships feel uneven but mm -hmm. seeing them in a reunion episode where like they're both affectionate and um apparently her mom loves him like i i can now i see them more of a, as a couple where before in earlier recordings it felt like he was like her puppy or something where like he was just constantly like trying to get attention from her and she would like occasionally give him some and now it seems a little bit more balanced which hopefully that continues um so i guess enough enough about them if you guys don't mind can we talk about uh woody and amani um yes <laughs> yes i mean the best couple how much oh my gosh they <laughs> A lot of tears were shed from everyone, oh, apparently. They're, just, <laughs> they're so real, too. Yeah. I think that's what makes them yeah. so cute. Like, they just say whatever they're thinking. Yeah. Like, it's just adorable. Yeah. <laughs> but they also just put their all in this relationship. So they are, mm -hmm. you know, meeting each other where they are. They're being respectful to one another. They really mm -hmm. want to be in this, which they both came into this experiment saying, I want to try right and that really worked for them because that just helped them be their authentic selves from the get-go and really focus on putting the relationship first you know so in particular when they flashed back in the reunion episode to the competition racing competition between miles and karen and amani goes karen's gonna win obviously and woody just shut up he was like the wife has spoken <laughs> <laughs> like i just thought that was a very small just view of just the bigger picture that they have. They're just focusing on them as a couple first, you know, yes, they're in the experiment. Yes, they're on reality TV. And yes, they are just met. And there's all these different reasons that maybe it shouldn't work out. But like, they're still trying to put in it first. So I, mm -hmm. I just, I love them. Yeah. Yes. And I'm, I'm curious, like with your whole profession being around communication, like what, what are the main things you would say we can learn from Amani and Woody and like, uh, the best things about their communication styles that are like could be emulated by other people who want to like improve relationships or whatever it is. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, well, I was thinking before um, when you guys were speaking that because I agree they they put the relationship first. But what I liked about both of them when they came in, they were pretty whole people. Like I felt like Woody kind of had sure. talked about his history and like mm -hmm. stuff with his dad and maybe how that has impacted him. Like he was very aware of his stuff. And I feel like Amani really met him with that, right? There was just no judgment. She let him talk. I feel like one thing they both did beautifully with each other is they really listened. Yeah. Um, and I don't think neither of them really sounded like they were in a rush. They were playful too. Like, remember when Woody said, I love you first? And she was like, I'm almost there. I think she said I'm in deep like or something. I forget how <laughs> yeah. she put it. But yeah. like it was playful and it was sweet and it wasn't at all like they never put each other 
like against each other. It's not like, oh my gosh, you love me. Now I'm feeling insecure because like, I don't know if I love you yet. You know, it was just always, um, they're very transparent. They really listened. And the fight, what was their fight about? Wasn't he like texting a girl or something um, she during quarantine? Yeah, yeah. DMs. Yeah. I kind of appreciate it that she like, screamed and like not i'm not condoning like freaking out but i appreciate it that she was just like yeah i'm pissed this isn't cool like not gonna work you know and obviously they got past it because the next segment they were like cuddling um so i also like that that it sounded like when stuff was going wrong they both said it they didn't like sit with it and then it came out later i think that's a really big communication tip for people like if it's bothering you in the moment it's gonna bother you two weeks from now so like a big thing, like, you know, people sending DMs. I could see how that could be a real issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, as you're just reading my mind here, I felt like I was, I wasn't expecting Woody to be great <laughs> at this, honestly, from the beginning. It, uh, I think the, the scene where his friends were saying, oh, Miles, you're ready for this. Woody, I don't know about you. Um, but quickly within the season, like you started to see that he, I don't know, for lack of a better term, like got it out of his system almost where like he was, he wanted to be in a relationship at that point, it seemed like, and he put all his cards in, which was awesome. And, Mm -hmm. um, just being so affectionate and throwing all the flirting shots in the world, just continuously trying um, which was which was great, and I, I think, like they made it look easy, which is awesome because I think on paper there are some things that some people would consider red flags for them. You know, the fact that he lives with his grandmother, the fact that um, he's still he's growing in his career, but it's not where he wants it to be necessarily. Like I think. For another couple, that would have been something that they would hark back to over and over again. But with them, they just were, like I said, meeting each other, oops, meeting each other where they were, um, which was great. And I give so much credit to Amani for that. I think she was just her like whisper talk thing that she does. It's so like she really did just let him <laughs> explain himself, like that hair argument where. He said the thing that could have turned into a bigger argument and she let him explain himself and Pastor Cow, same kudos to you, uh, Pastor Cow, for like letting Obviously. them. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> You're welcome, Pastor Cow. Um, but like they're able to, <laughs> <laughs> they're able to like address it and talk it through. And once he gave his explanation, you know, it made sense. Would I have used those exact words? No, but. I totally see where he's coming from and you could tell she did too. And um, yeah, they were goals, relationship goals, I guess out here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, They didn't, they didn't try to change each other. And yeah, there was like one scene, didn't Woody have like hats on his wall and she (laughs) was just like, yeah, no, that's not happening in (laughs) our place. But she said it in such a like, you know, I feel like she chose times to make comments and then other times to not, get upset about stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. like a, he spends a lot on clothes like I think she was like okay when we do a budget <laughs> that's gonna change but not like yeah. I'm mad right now this has to be like a sit down mm. discussion you know like I feel like she yeah. 
was flirty but made her point kind of thing. Um, and who knows? Maybe that is a fight a year from now, like about clothes. But they seem to want to meet each other so much that I feel like if she was like, um, I'll think about having a baby if you don't spend $500 a month on clothes, you'd be like, all right. Like, I think it would kind of just pan out. They could have the baby and the dog. Yeah. Oh like, God. I think they could, they just, they're, they were very playful. They never got too, like, they were so excited about every, like, couple's vacation. Like, everything was just fun. Yeah. And with them, I also want to get your, your input on this. So, Amani and Woody were kind of the, couple that just kept asking everybody about their updates. So asking Christina, getting involved in, in that relationship and understanding how Henry was feeling. And they just kind of, even in group settings, were just like prying almost a little bit into like everybody else's relationship. Getting, what do you think about that? Getting all the tea. All the tea. All the tea. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that's both of their personalities. Um, but it could have been, you know, when you have something really good going on, that whole, like, the other shoe's gonna drop. Like, I wonder if they were almost, like, comparing, like, are we normal? Is this how, what, what is happening with other people? I don't know. Like, I think we're doing great, you know? Um, it could also just be their personalities. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I it love that, like, yeah. yeah, Olivia and Amani, I think, are, like, super good friends still. This is all Instagram stalking. Yep. But, like, yeah, so I think. <laughs> You're in a safe space. Like, we all do it here. Yeah. We've done. We've all done it. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like maybe that's Woody's just birthday like just passed. Them. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. Okay. So see, you're more on it than me. <laughs> Stalker of the year goes to. Yeah. No, you're right. Like they uh, and uh, Woody and Henry. It seems like from the reunion episode, seem to yeah. have a maintained relationship, which is great. I wonder if it was you, you kind of mentioned the thing about if you go through. A, a situation together. I know like Bachelorette and Bachelor world, a lot of the people on that show are friends because it's such a odd situation to go through together. You end up bonding. And I know pers my personal example would be like, and I went to boarding school uh, for my high school education and it was all, we were really close. Like you just, you live with them, you see them all the time, you go to class with everyone, like, it, there's a level of closeness where it felt like it's like this is we're all in this together and i wonder if that happens naturally for people on this show because we've seen a lot of like good friendships which is cool mm -hmm. and like the friendships that already are there so miles and woody now live like what four doors down from each other <laughs> too close too close <laughs> i think that's the block to live on right there <laughs> yeah, like always visiting each other i remember in the beginning when um it was the wedding nights and then Miles and Woody like had to go say hi to each other that night, like before they went to bed. I was like, it's your wedding night. Just you'll see each other tomorrow. <laughs> but I was like, I really hope Amani and Karen like each other because they are right. forced to be friends. <laughs> I was hoping that I was like, I, for their sake, I hope that they all stay together. Because like, what if, you know, Amani and Woody excel great, it, they work out. And then like Miles and Karen don't work out. That's that's like a constant reminder of the show then at that point. I don't know. They'll they'll be together forever and it's fine. It's okay. We won't even entertain this yeah. thought. We're good. No, they're together forever and ever. No, but I was also going to say, you know, another thing that Amani and Woody did a really good job with is sort of like taking advantage of the things that the show offered. So like, I feel like when they were speaking with an expert, 
they were really speaking with an expert. And just like we were saying, they let the community of people around them be a community. Like it was so sweet how like angry Woody was for Henry. Like he was like, no, like that's not cool. And like, that didn't feel gossipy at all. That felt so genuine. Like, uh, uh, not cool. (laughs) Yeah. It it felt like one of their recurring themes was just that both Amani and Woody could be present pretty much all the time. They were never like, I think what we saw with like Christina a little bit is she kind of had these storylines. So she was kind of in this like slightly different reality than what was happening. But like with them, it's like they were always right there. And it was just, um, they're just very, I don't know how to say other than just very present. I think that Mm -hmm. lends itself well to like, being in a relationship because then you're actually like seeing what's happening as it's happening and you're not yeah. like, you know, in another place. Yeah. Living in the moment. Mm-hmm. I didn't articulate that very well, but I don't care. <laughs> it was, it was actually, it was, it was good. Um, I will, uh, I kind of want to piggyback off your comment with Henry and Christina. Cause that seems like a great mm-hmm. transition point there. Yeah. Let's go there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, on decision day, they did not decide to stay together. Um, what? I know. What? I know. <laughs> Tears. Uh, I feel like Christina was a little surprised by that. Just just a little bit, which was interesting. Um, but I guess I know we can talk about the reunion episode as well, because Henry uh, had kind of said the things that he wanted to say, it felt like, for a while. <laughs> um kind of cleared the air. Um, and as I think we kind of all suspected the being accused of cheating and then of lying of his sexuality, he did not like. Uh, that seemed to be a very, very major part. Um, but I don't know if this is just me. I actually felt bad for Christina a little bit in the reunion episode. Um, I just, I had the feeling that like it's clear that she knew that she messed up, and I think she regretted that quite a bit. Um, but clearly, she messed up really bad. <laughs> um, so, just wanted to get your your thoughts on just that whole dynamic there in terms of their relationship, but more importantly, um, you kind of mentioned a different world that she had. Um, if that played a larger part in their demise or their splitting up than uh than we anticipated before that's a lot of questions but (laughs) yeah no no no. i have a lot of thoughts the one okay not to i'm not trying to bring in old seasons of married at first sight but the season previous to this who was the individual who posted on instagram she was like, I'm looking for and Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember how Taylor to the end was like, no, I didn't see this as I didn't realize I was doing something wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, blatantly, like not cool. Yeah. I almost wonder if Christina truly thought, remember, because she said that she was like, I was just saying it to Henry to like, tell him to like, just tell him I didn't think he thought I meant it was real. Mm-hmm. What was her feedback about the? Because Henry was like, you blatantly said like I was like cheating mm-hmm. and um, yeah, um, cheating with a man, and she was like, no, I was saying it to you to like just to let you know. I didn't realize <laughs> you interpreted it that I like meant it. I forget exactly what she said, but basically like Henry misinterpreted. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure 
Christina hmm. did seem like she was in her head a lot. Even at times she almost like looked up, like I'm processing, like I'm yeah. not here right now, you know? So I don't know if she had so many thoughts, so many um, ideas of what it was supposed to be that she was kind of out of touch yeah. with reality. Not to be malicious, she was just so in her head. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, because I agree with you, in the reunion, I mean, I think there were things that Christina did that I, I wasn't a huge fan of, but in the reunion when Henry was kind of just like getting really real with her, yeah, I think she was super uncomfortable and embarrassed, but also like, I don't know if she fully comprehended a lot of the things she did and yeah. if that was coming to light for her. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, unfortunately, she just made a lot of comments throughout the whole season that you were like, ooh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, I don't know. When I look back now, I'm like, did she realize? I don't know if she knows how she comes across. I think that's an issue she might have. Yeah. Um, and when she's uncomfortable, especially, it's worse. Like when she was like, yeah, I've just been in Mexico and like, sure, there's a guy. Like, I just don't. She basically was like, I don't want to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the lack of words makes it almost weirder. Like, I don't know if that's what happened the whole season. Yeah. I kind of felt like in that moment and when they were really focusing on her in the reunion episode, yeah. it felt like she was in real time processing that. I did something like pretty bad and that's completely against what I thought I did and also how I see myself. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, you could like almost see her realizing like, I did a bad thing. Does that mean I'm a bad person? I don't think I'm a bad person. And like, just, it was, she like kind of had this look on her face of just kind of like frantic almost of like, Oh, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and that's, I, I don't agree with what she did at all, but like that setting is, super intense you have cameras in your face you have your ex-husband next to you you have an interviewer trying to get the you know dirt from you and you have an audience of millions of people who now have an opinion about who you are as a person and i think like the internet backlash of like how people are perceiving her and then mm -hmm. talking about her on the internet because this is a show i think that's gonna be a really hard thing for her like i hope it's a a time for her to like kind of reflect but um it, it was it was really difficult to watch as much as like I didn't like what she did. It was like I it I, I felt that pain. <laughs> Something that came up previously before the decision day was when Christina and Henry were talking about confidence. And she was like, Yeah, I think I'm confident. But then when you like see this series of events play out and she is so worried about perception and really is just focused on what other people are thinking and how she is like processing this in the moment. Um, I'm curious for, you know, someone who's worked with people just trying to understand themselves, how do you think that conversation could have been handled differently, that confidence conversation specifically with Christina and Henry talking about this, like, almost issue that only Henry had at that point kind of thing? Well, one thing, and I, you know, I didn't think about this kind of until right now when you were talking, but... You tend to, the thing you really want your partner to change or get better at, you need, right? Like your your partner's a mirror for you a lot. So I'm wondering if the confidence thing really hit her because although she, um, I think she was confident that she could be on this show and that she would try to do the, the right things. I didn't get the impression from her 
that she was truly confident in her skin, which is probably why these two had such issues communicating because I don't know if either of them ever felt grounded enough to say what they really needed to say. Like even Henry, it took him until, I mean, he was divorcing her to be like, oh yeah, these are all the reasons I'm divorcing you. And I don't know if that was like, I'm avoiding this because I just don't want to get in an argument with you or I don't like being mean. Like maybe it's that whole like Southern gentleman. Like I don't want to say anything mean to you. Mm. Um, but it, it's interesting how much they were kind of both in their own heads, not really displaying confidence. Um, it, yeah, I think. And also I think with those, um, I think Dr. Viviana gave those questions right for them to like, it was kind of like an intimacy yeah. sort of thing. I think where that went wrong and like, it's not, you know, I, Dr. Viviana was trying to help, but I don't think they had any safety. Like, I don't think those two felt safe together. So then to like try to pull at like a vulnerability, like, and then if you also are a little insecure, it's just, you can get defensive yeah. or you could be like, yeah, like I definitely want someone confident. <laughs> yeah. Which like so everyone wants someone confident, but like, I wouldn't say the whole world's confident by any means, you know. Yeah. yeah, and especially right after he says he struggles with it, be like, "Yeah, that's a right. deal breaker." <laughs> yeah, that that felt like a jab. That felt like a jab to say that right after. And she didn't see that. It doesn't seem like so. That's where I'm like, I wonder if she had a lot of narratives in her head that she wasn't even. They are an example of a couple that did not listen to each other at all. Yeah. Like in real time, we're not even responding to the same comments like and you know that comment she'd made about like flowers like he goes to the grocery store all the time but he doesn't bring me home flowers and it's like well one i'm pretty sure that's like a romantic comedy thing you picked up on right like yeah. it was like that's just yeah. not yeah you know like, that works all the time um, flowers i will say do you know what's chocolate. funny <laughs> so i watched that episode um and i like my fiance was like i don't know probably playing with like his 3d printer or something and i'm like honey look like she wants flowers he was like do you want flowers randomly and i was like yes do i have to say that to you and he was like yeah and then literally two weeks later he was like i got them because that that girl brought it up on your show yeah. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. so thank you christina <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's almost like when um, Woody and Imani, like, there. so when Kevin was talking to Woody and Imani, and Kevin was talking about how his wife was, like, side-eyeing him, like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 We're like, all waiting yeah. <laughs> It's funny you mentioned the, the flowers thing, because uh, Ashley has met, told a story about us, but, like, that was a thing where she would just buy flowers for herself, to, she just likes the mm -hmm. smell of it. At a certain point, I'm like, I feel like I should be getting flowers. This seems, this seems like something I, this seems like a hint. <laughs> it wasn't. It was, she was it just getting. I just wanted them, so I got them. Yeah. <laughs> but, but at a certain point, it's like, okay, these make you happy, and I want to make you happy. So it's, it's, uh, it makes sense. Um, it's very interesting. <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, it's very funny, though, with them. Henry's my favorite person on this this season so far. I I confess. I just just the way he like lays out his case when he does. It's like a lawyer that has like it's great. It's really great. And he's got like receipts and dates and it's I really enjoy <laughs> I really enjoyed him this season. But when he started explaining that like on the wedding day, uh, I was told that she had a 
a very toxic mm-hmm. relationship with a married man for five years. And like, if you knew that from the wedding day, you weren't, in, you, you weren't in this. And I always struggle with this in general with, uh, with the season, because you do want to give the person the benefit of the doubt and you do want to see if it's going to work and you're in a marriage. So you want to see if it could work. But part of me also thinks if you know that this is a big fundamental difference, why are you going through this, you know, call it off. Like I, I, that's the one thing I would give Brett and Olivia credit for or Brett credit for of once he realized this wasn't going to work, he called it off. Did he do it in the best way? No, but I think he, he knew at that point that this, there's no way this is going to go work going forward. And my concern with Henry is he knew that very early from what we heard in the reunion episode and still continued, which would then explain why it felt like Christina was trying a lot because she didn't realize that there was no chance of this working out. And it just, it yeah. just kind of all compounded, <laughs> unfortunately. And to feel, it sounds like Christina, or I even felt it. It felt like Christina felt like she was getting like micro rejected yeah. a lot. Like, you know, like he didn't call her pretty on a wedding, on the wedding day, which like, that's like a no brainer, right? If you see a bride, you're just supposed to be like, you're yeah. pretty. Like, that's what you do. <laughs> and he, he didn't do that. That are babies. And I just think. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like your dog's cute, your baby's cute. Like you just do that. But like he didn't. So I just think she it was like these little micro like okay, wait, he's not responding to that. I mean, she said it pretty often that she didn't think he was attracted to her, he liked her, like um so that could be happening. You know, when you start feeling insecure in a relationship, you kind of can't get out of your head. So that could have been half of it too. Like she just couldn't get out of her thoughts. And then she was very aware of the cameras. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it was then like double insecurity, like this mm-hmm. man doesn't really seem to like me. I'm on camera. Like, you know, and I think um, the thing about where she lives, that was interesting because I, um, I actually lived with a flight attendant, like when I was in grad school, this is a long time ago, but they actually, they are kind of weird about saying where they live because they don't really, li- like she lived with me, but like not really, like she paid rent like half a month. So I wonder if that was a little bit of a two, like she's like, I just met this person. I'm not going to explain like, well, I live in three different crash pads, but like keep stuff at my mom's mm-hmm. like, so, and if they had communicated a little initially, maybe she could have cleared that up pretty quickly, but he held it. So like, I think yeah. that happened too. He held a lot. And then kind of, I did feel like he came down kind of hard on her, like you said, with like receipts. Like she could, <laughs> she couldn't have said anything back at the, what, decision day. Like, yeah. no, it's yeah. like case closed. Right. Like it's over. The yeah. judge is telling You're everyone done. to go home. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, the main issue though is that, like you're saying, like if there's, you're having a problem with your partner, if you don't, if, if you don't talk about it, then it's going to come up later. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that, um, as problems come up that it's bad to give it a minute to think about it and then bring it up later. Like that's something I do a lot because mm-hmm. sometimes I just can't handle it in the moment. I'm like, I need to think about how I'm going to talk about this. Um, but it seems like Henry was just like, Oh, here's a thing noted it. And then was just like, that, that was it. There was no more parts of the process <laughs> or like, there was no chance for her to explain herself. There was no chance for her to 
um, you know, explain why her, you know, her stuff is all over the place. She doesn't really have an address because her work, it doesn't make sense to, you know, or like the thing with her past relationship being so toxic and it was with this married man, like it sounds really complicated. Like that could have been a conversation like, hey, what happened there? I heard this, like, that sounds like a hard thing to go through. And then she could probably give the storyline of like, yeah, once that ended, I realized I needed something serious and wanted to like move on with my life with something that was healthy and stable and, you know, have some experts take this decision out of my hands because I don't feel like I pair myself with people who are good for me. Mm-hmm. That could have been like something that they moved on from and been like, cool, let's do this right. And like, I'll be that person for you. <laughs> but they never got like, they never talked about it. Like it just never happened. Like yeah. they didn't give it a chance. And building off of that, I want to hear your advice, Dr. Ali, for couples and I should say individuals that join this show. So Henry said that he was just trying to be nice in the beginning to Christina. He didn't want to um, just, you know, kind of lay it all out there. Kind of like what he did at the reunion episode. He was like, I'm done. No filter. You're having it all. Um, what advice would you give to people that, you know, want to be nice to their partner in the beginning, give them benefit of the doubt, you know, talk as if everything is okay kind of thing. But you also see where Henry tried to do that and it didn't work out in the best way for him because he kind of like be like built this up basically. Yeah. I mean, so it's obviously really helpful if you don't hear anything about your partner, right? Because then it truly is like a new thing. Cause again, I think that was a little bit of Karen's problem too. She stalked his Instagram. She had a notion like, so you know, if you can avoid that, I think that would be the best advice. But also, like, um, I think at least through, like, the honeymoon, you know, couples who try to have fun together have a better chance of being together long term, right? So, like, it's yeah. not – it's probably not going to work well. Even if you heard something awful, like, first night being, like, so I heard that you were in, like, a really crappy relationship yeah. for this. Like, it's just not – there's no safety. There's no security. There's no – funness you're not bonded like i'm gonna be more receptive to a big conversation if i feel like we have some connection or memory that i can pull on to want to have a conversation with you right the reason couples are okay after they have a big fight is they have this like long list of great things about the relationship already to make that conversation okay um so maybe let's at least get through the honeymoon and then drop a bomb (laughs) I don't know. No, I, I, (laughs) I love that you mentioned that because when I think back, a lot of the couples that we've seen on the show that had problems. So Amika and Michael, for example, uh, from the previous season where Mm -hmm. they, it, it felt as if they were trying to use their rational mind to explain the relationship. And they're like going through, okay, well, do you want kids? All right. Well, okay. We'll have a car that has, We'll have a sedan then because we're going to have mm-hmm. two kids. And mm-hmm. like they were going through all the checkpoints of things you're supposed to talk about, but it was so academic and it wasn't fun and it wasn't flirty. Well, then you compare them to like a couple like Woody and Amani who are just constantly flirting or a uh, previous season again, um, uh, shoot, Jessica and Austin where they were very <laughs> oh, they were so know, cute. like they were yeah. they were making jokes about a farting couch and stuff like they were very awkward <laughs> in their way but comfortable with that and and very jokey and um just seeing like just <laughs> I butchered that word but just comparing the two between like the smart 
academic way of looking at it slash versus the like fun and more experience way, at least in the beginning. Um, I, that totally makes sense to me. It's like, all right, you got to build up some goodwill there before you start talking about your, your, your Roth IRA or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think exactly they're in a, you know, experts did do this for them. So I, as much as they can, like, I'm a little bit of a control freak. There's no lie about that. But as much as you can, like, you don't need to control the first few days because someone else already did all this, like, academic research yeah. for you, you know, yeah. like, there's a reason you're together. So just kind of trust yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an interesting topic too. trust. I mean, it sounds like some had it, some didn't. Some were just like, yeah, and I mean, Amani and Woody, obviously, they're just like the go-to couple of golden standard to everybody. So they're the couple that really had some good trust in the beginning. But even when we talked about earlier, like Miles and Karen, there was a mismatch of the level of trust that they had for each other. I um, mean, and then even, you know, like Olivia and Brett, I would also argue, didn't have that from the beginning either. Um, and so could you talk a little about that when it comes to trust? There are some people that give it off the bat. Some people that are like, you got to earn it. And this is a pressure cooker situation. Like, how do you see both of those kind of personalities carrying out in this? That's so interesting. I almost wonder if that should be a question they're asking in like the interviews. Um, Because, yeah, I actually, um, I like co-taught on this like business communication course. And Mm -hmm. one of the big things was trust. And I didn't know, you're right, it's actually 50% just automatically trust you. And then the the rest of the world, you have to earn it. Um, So I almost, it would be helpful for them to know that because yeah, like at the same time I was saying like, have fun and like enjoy each other. Because for me, if someone, I'm a, you got to earn it. So if you came out and you were just like, yes, this is me. Like there's alcoholism in my family. So I like that trauma. And then I have this and like, I want eight kids and blah, blah, blah. I would be like, I don't even know you. I I don't need to, I shouldn't have this information. You know what I mean? So I think that people need to feel that out in each other. Um, You could even ask too. I mean, I think one thing I will say about the show that stinks is you have to be really upfront about what you kind of struggle with. So if you are a person that has a hard time getting intimate quickly, whatever that looks like, right? Whatever touch, if you know that about yourself, I would say it again in a more like playful, like I'm just saying this up front because I don't want you to ever feel like you're doing something wrong and I don't want to touch you. It just takes me a little bit to open up because that's another thing. Like I think if Henry had at one point been like, hey, I know I haven't been as affectionate. It's because I'm thinking about this. Can we figure it out? They could have maybe repaired, right? Um, So it's all on how you say it too. That's true. Are we? Yeah. That's, that's a good go-to quote is it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, yeah. that's a great skill to learn. Cause like you can like say something that's very real in a soft way. And just to constantly talk about Imani and Woody, cause this is the Imani and Woody podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do that. They can yeah. talk about like the big stuff and it's like just weirdly flirty and real all the time, but it's somehow light it's too. So cute. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to pivot to a couple we haven't talked about. I'm so surprised we haven't talked about them yet. We love them too. Amelia and Bennett. They <laughs> oh, are obviously like so goofy. That song they did for Kevin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that song was rough. That was rough. <laughs> Have her do the They're singing. just too like 
quirky weirdos that found each other. It's so perfect. Yeah. And the tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The man oh got a God. tattoo. A stick and poke tattoo, which I feel like I feel like that one would hurt more than like going to a tattoo parlor to get that done. Like someone literally was like jamming a needle in his skin over and over to yeah. put her initials up on his hip. But like also what if she said no and then he just had a tattoo on it? <laughs> That's a good story to have. I feel like he would have been fine. Like, he would have just been like, all right. right. Girl I used to know. (laughs) Yeah, like, it wouldn't be a tattoo. So we were married for, like, eight months, Um, so I have the tattoo. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. So for the next girl, if you can beat that, you're getting your tattoo. (laughs) But they seem to be doing well. I mean, they moved. Like, according to Amelia, it was, like, the day after decision day that they had to go. And, you know, they all decorated their car and everything with the little, like, it was, it was really cute. Later, later I saw on Instagram that Dr. Viviana was like in a building across the street. I'm assuming it was like a hotel room. And she was like creeping through the windows and (laughs) was like recording them (laughs) on the street, like decorating the car. It was really sweet. Paparazzi. I'll be watching the song playing. (laughs) Paparazzi out here. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she was obsessed with them. She was probably like, "Yay!" Like I did this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they're another couple, though. Always joking. Always having fun. So inspired by each other's interests. So inspired by each other's like quirkiness. Mm -hmm. You know. Um. And even the chores thing, actually, um, again, my fiance was watching in the other room and he thinks I'm not as neat as him. So he was like, should we do what they're doing and just put the list of chores out and then pick from a bucket? We haven't done it yet. But I was like, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad idea Um, because you do. You fall into like when you're in a relationship, sometimes like you just are the person that does the bathrooms or whatever. Right. So it's like a nice way to switch it up. Um, But even that it became fun like they looked at their problems and did something different with it yeah yeah they're relentlessly creative which i love about them. they are yeah and like we talked a lot um in like past episodes about how like their dynamic when it comes to parenting and how she kind of wants him to be a stay-at-home parent so she can like continue on with her doctor career and like not have that be affected by babies and all those things um how do you think they'll do with that like if that's kind of the setup that they decide to do where he's the stay-at-home parent and she's working it's interesting because he had said at one point that he would want that am i mistaken did he say at some point yeah 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 Yeah. um i think it's gonna go i hope it goes well she doesn't strike me as someone who would need to control every instance of like her child's upbringing um and he you know, I was actually impressed that he was the one about chores that was like, no, this isn't done to a certain standard. I kind of liked that that was in there, you know, like, so I think he can really do step up and do a lot of those things that need to happen. Um, so I don't know. I think that could be great. I who Their kids are very lucky. They're going to end up like Seriously. just so creative, like probably move a bunch of places. Like they're just going to have yeah. a, a very cool life. Yes. They're going to be carbon copies of them where they're like quirky and have a interesting personality or they're going to be so buttoned up and like so suit yeah. and tie like they're going to corporate corporate yeah, i want to be an accountant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> accountants <Woo-woo. laughs> 
So cool. I mean, talk about two confident people, right? Yeah. Like truly just like, this is me. And like, and you know what was cool about them and same with Amani and Woody? No ego, no like, like she's going to be a doctor. He is, what, what, a playwright was kind of his like main thing, right? Yeah. 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 But like, you know, there's probably a little bit of disparity in income. Like it was never, he was so proud of her for that. Like it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and now he, in the reunion episode, I think we found out that he is a solar energy consultant or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. which is I forgot about like that. the perfect job for him. Yeah. It's that's spot yes. on. Um, yeah, I. It's interesting where I, so I'm starting to realize the more we we watch the show and. Similar to you, I'm definitely like picking up pointers like, oh, that's something interesting. Um, like, oh, I might need to do that in my personal life. But <laughs> but I'm starting to realize, I think before I had this notion in my head, and I think a lot of people do, that you have to be perfect or like as close to perfect before you can find your person. Um, and I know uh, for like, there was a lot of relationships that I just, I feel like people don't even consider it because they're like, oh, I haven't hit my income level that I want yet, or I haven't developed whatever skill yet. So I know I can't be in a relationship now. Um, and the more we watch this, the more I realize, like you can, <laughs> it sounds cheesy, but you can have both where like he mentioned um, that he had never had a, earned more than 20,000 in a year, um, which is, for at least in the United States, that's below poverty level, right? So he's not, he isn't as secure financially as he'd like to be. And he's, you know, he's okay with that. He's willing to pursue his creative endeavors. But as the season went on, you could tell that he wanted to work on that. And like, he didn't started hinting things like, okay, well, I'm, you know, we're both going to work now and we're both doing like, you could tell that he realized, hey, I want to build myself up in this aspect. And, you know, similar to the Woody and Amani, I feel like if that was another couple or a person who wasn't willing to meet them where they were, that could be a huge thing. Like this could be Brett and Olivia's arguments about money. I mean, their income discrepancies aren't nearly as large as 20,000 and a medical doctor. So, mm-hmm. but they were fine. They're able to deal that with that situation and meet each other where they were. I think the advantage for the wood, uh, Ben and Amelia is he is an amazing communicator. <laughs> like the amount of times that he would just summarize things. I'm like, that's exactly how I feel. You're, how did you know? Like, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, like when he used the whole pressure cooker for the pandemic analogy, I was like, oh my goodness. That's why you're a, play- a playwright. This makes sense. You're great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he was able to communicate how he felt about that with her, which I think was helpful. But um, if to kind of ask you that that line about like meeting a person where they are, um, how does one balance? Because there's you know doing that, but then maybe you know, maybe they, they're not going to change, right? So maybe that, that's where they're going to stay. And I think that's a thing that people do in relationships where they're like, okay, 
he's not he's no good now, but he's going to be better in five years. I can and you know, typically that doesn't happen. So how does like mm-hmm. one strike that balance of meeting their partner where they are, but also deciding if it's a big enough thing where they would want to reconsider the relationship. It's like kind of picking their battle. This is good. Okay. Um, So, okay. First thing, I think it's supposed to be get really clear on what you want. Like, you know, when you look at these dating profiles, it's like, yeah, sure. I would love to marry someone that went to Harvard, makes $400,000 a year. And it's like six foot five. Cool. That'd be great. That's not what I'm doing at all, though. Yeah, like, I just, I think these <laughs> profiles sometimes set people up for such it's wild. failure. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like you're not meeting that person. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. You're not meeting you're the not, rock. So get, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I go loves the rock. He's so six much. five. Yeah, I mean, I like Nicholas. the rock. Like Why don't you not like the rock? Okay, he's a national hero, basically, he's a national treasure. <laughs> I feel like you like the rock more than me. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I don't. He's very silent. Maybe. <laughs> All right, we'll find out later. Continue, Doctor Alley. Equal level. Good analysis. <laughs> Equal. It's right there. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so I think you know. First, get clear on what your list of stuff is that matters to you, right? Um, and income is hard. I get it. Like you know, I think if you're maybe with someone and let's say like a doctor and a playwright for, I didn't get the impression from Amelia that that kind of having someone of the same like caliber as her was something that mattered, but maybe you're a person that like took out a million loans to go to, to become a doctor and like the medical field matters so much to you. And you want someone to be able to talk about medical things with like, okay, then you probably need to, it's probably not going to work to be with someone that there's that big of a difference. So I think, you know, again, the income thing is hard, but get really clear with yourself on like, what's going to work. Like for um, Olivia, traveling meant a lot. Going to nice restaurants meant a lot. There is no shame in that. That is something she wants and needs out of life. She chose a career to give that to herself. So again, just like getting clear on what works for you. Um, I think though, to your point, you don't want to be like dismissive though, if you think someone can like grow. Um, so I I think the bigger thing is like personality. So like if you, if maybe having a certain type of life is a big deal to you and you're meeting someone, they're just starting their career, but you can tell they're like ambitious as hell. You're probably fine. It's more important to be like, oh, this person's super ambitious and I love this about them. Mm -hmm. Let's see where this goes. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think this show does show like you don't have to be perfect um, to get the person that you want and that you're going to grow. Like like you were saying, Bennett saw, I think, for the first time, something really real and the type of life he could have and wanted to step up. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So just want to put PSA out to all the Nigerian people out there people with Nigerian parents, this is to you specifically. Um, Cause no, the point you said about the whole being perfect thing, that, that that's like a joke 
in the Nigerian community is like why everyone gets married in their late thirties because their parents. Just to clarify, Agu is Nigerian. Yes, <laughs> I was getting that. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's that's <laughs> that's the joke that like everyone is married in their thirties because their parents want them to have like their PhD first before they even consider it. Um, so it's it's very interesting. Yeah, you're you're totally right in terms of like okay, like seeing. I guess, like you said, the traits of being like, okay, this person has the same values as me. Um, so that's okay. And everything else we can kind of figure out along the way. That's totally, I totally get that. Um, is it, you mentioned the, um, so I, I guess that we go to like finances a lot with that sometimes, mm -hmm. but for Olivia and Brett, I know finances was part of it, but I also think part of it was the kids situation Yeah, where I might be misremembering this, but I think she said in the reunion episode that when she was listing things that she was looking for going forward, she mentioned someone who didn't want kids. Um, and I think that one in particular, there's like this weird, well, it's not, we have a, like a stigma in our in society mm -hmm. where like if a, if a woman says she doesn't want to have kids, people automatically want to be like, well, why? You need to give me reasons why, as opposed to just, okay, she just doesn't want to have kids. And with that situation, how does, because that's something where like maybe she could decide she wanted kids, but if you're leaning more towards no, and Brett, he did want kids, like, is that something that one could say, all right, this is my thing. I want someone with kids. And if you don't feel that way, you're cut off. Or is that something that a person could try to look for the signs on that too with? That's a big one. Yeah, I kind of think as a woman, and especially if you're, you know, like later 20s, early 30s, and you know, you, you I, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for all women, but I think think you get to a point where you either know you want to do it or you don't. So I would, if a woman is blatantly saying, I don't want to have kids, maybe, maybe like she's finds the man of her dreams or the woman of their dreams. They want to, you know, whatever. Maybe she finds a partner of her dreams, but it, the chances of that, I think are pretty slim. Um, or it's going to be a way bigger conversation because she could be older and be like, you know what, maybe I did want this. Can we make this happen? But that one, I would, I, if you're, a, if you're a partner and you know, you want to have kids, I don't know if I would mess around with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know. What are the other women in the group think? <laughs> I, I think it's one of those things where like, like you're saying, there's this expectation that women are just supposed to want to have children. And if you say you're not sure or that you don't think so, then it's just like, oh, you'll you'll change your mind or, mm -hmm. you'll, you know, see a baby one day and you'll just know or, you know, it, it's just going to magically happen that you're just like, yes, I would like to, you know, do this thing that's going to literally change my life, change my body, change like there's so many implications to that. Um and so I don't, <laughs> I I would err on the side of if someone's like on the fence or a hard no, okay, like they will, <laughs> if they're going to change their mind later, fine. But that's a huge risk to take. Like, yeah. I, you know. I don't think you want to be the person making them change their mind. And because yeah. of the stigma for a woman to say, I don't want to have kids, 
she's probably thought about it. Like it, it probably wasn't just a haphazardly like, yeah, no, I'm not going to have kids. Like mm, she's, if it's coming out of her mouth, she's thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you bring up a really good point that a lot of women that, you know, say they don't have want to have kids or even just like that want to have kids. Like there has been thought that went into that. Right. And it's not just like, a, Oh, you know, it seems pretty cool. Right. But it seems pretty cool to like to have kids or to not have kids. But I think one thing with Olivia too, when she talked about it in the season and, I think, you know, I believe her when she was talking to Brett about just really finding the right person first and caring more about that relationship. And if kids, you know, come cool. If not, she also doesn't, you know, mind not having children. Because I also have a few friends like that, that, you know, they are of the accord that they don't mind if they don't have kids. They're more concerned about living their life with their partner. And if that partner wants kids and they feel like that's a good partner for them, yeah, They'll be, they'll have kids. And I think that was more towards, you know, Olivia's point during the season. And then at the end of the season, when she talked about the reunion episode, got to find somebody who doesn't want kids. I think that's where she was. I mean, she also was clearly frustrated about all the things that went on with Brett. And I'm wondering if that was part of it. Like, it's almost like Brett was so far from really what made her happy that she's kind of like swinging the pendulum back to be like, all right, next time I'm looking for somebody who doesn't want kids. Yeah. Well, and I think. You know, Olivia was honest. And remember how we had talked about, I think Brett has a lot of black or white thinking. Like, yes, I'm having kids. No, I'm having kids. There is Mm -hmm. no room for you to figure this out. Um, And with him, you know, to have kids with him, I think there would have been a lot of financial conversation. Like, it's not just like, oh, okay, maybe I'm thinking about it. I think he would have pulled out a spreadsheet and been like, okay, like, so (laughs) this is where money's going. How are we planning that? Like, you know. So I think he needs a partner that's so excited for that and that wants him involved in all of it. And Mm -hmm. and Olivia didn't seem like she would want someone super involved in her body and the decisions. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's much more independent that way. So. Yeah. uh, See, so you're. uh... (laughs) (laughs) I love this. It's like, uh, I don't know. Well. (laughs) She's like, how do I phrase? Yeah, this? I'm like, is this how he starts like a conversation with you? Is it like, uh, like I'm picturing all the <laughs> landmines that I'm like trying to not step in right now? Okay, okay, um, that makes sense. I got because it. Recording, I think is what's happening. Extra processing. I am a little tired today, but I so with them because it reminds me of the like Jamie and Elizabeth. <laughs> wow, we are just going back to old seasons quite a bit this episode. Oh gosh, but like when they had their conversation when he was like no i don't want kids and she's like oh thank goodness i didn't want kids but they both answered in the interview oh yeah maybe if the person is right and Mm -hmm. olivia also said that and i'm not i'm all for taking people at their words but i think with this situation in particular because of that stigma it's hard for someone it's hard for a lot of people and there are Southern lady and Southern gentlemen, but like mm-hmm. it's hard for you to just say, no, I don't want kids. So it's easier for her. Like, I don't, I don't, like if you're, like you said, if you've had to think about it in my head, I that means you're leaning more towards no. And if I'm the guy in that situation and I'm with a, uh, a partner and she says, oh, if the person is right, I'll want to have kids. I, th- I mean, I think I don't want to disappoint myself. So it's probably better to assume no if 
in that case, you know, because like, I just, I don't know how else to view that. <laughs> I think part of it though is weird. Like if, if we're talking about just, if you're dating someone, you're not, you're not going to have the baby's conversation for a while. <laughs> so you might have built up this foundation, you know, six months in and you're, you know, getting along great. And then suddenly you talk about kids and it's like, if, if they say they don't want kids one day and you do, do you continue the really, like, I think in this situation, it's extra weird because like that's explicitly stated going yeah. into it, yeah. but they're also still deciding if that is the right person that they would want to have those children with. So they're figuring it out as they go. And that makes like, there's so much extra pressure in that. But like, if you really wanted yeah. to have kids, you want to have kids, right? Like the, the part about it being the right person, it's like, I want to go to school, but it has to be the right school. Like if you want to go to school, you want to go to school. I know this is very black and white thinking, so feel free to correct me if I'm wrong in this. But I just, when you start putting all these different hoops and loops, it's like when banks give you the whole, it's free checking, but you have to have this much of a balance. You have to have a direct deposit. You have to have three people sign off on it. You have to send me a happy birthday message. It's like, it's not free checking. If I have to do all this stuff to get it. (laughs) The only difference I think though, is that there's a difference between like knowing, you know, you're trying to avoid somebody from like convincing you to say yeah. And just being okay if it doesn't happen, you know, also being okay if it does happen, but like being totally okay if nothing, you know, hey, this could just be us for the rest of our lives. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think for women, there is a spectrum of how you come to your decision and where you kind of lie on it. So, you know, I I don't think like Olivia was trying to be like deceitful and saying she doesn't know because it it could happen. Also, like, I hate saying this, so like not feminist, but like hormones are a real thing. So who knows? She could end up with someone that she really is like, okay, now I see this and I want this and I like feel it. But I do think women, you know, I have friends who are like, yeah, like my ovaries are calling and I'm like, I don't even, what is, I've never, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't feel that <laughs> like at knocking. all. Um, <laughs> and I, and I want kids, right? So I'm saying like, I think there's a whole spectrum of like, whoa, okay. I've never had that sensation mm-hmm. to people that just are like, yeah. I know I want this. Um, and then people who are still like, well, I want this, but I also, you know, I don't know if I can balance like a thriving career. So if it happens, I'll go for it, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to make it happen kind of thing. So yeah. And I can see, though, for a man, how that could get a little confusing. And then there's society, right? So there's the assumption of, like, of course you want to have kids. You're a woman. Right. And I think, yeah. too, like, that's what you're, women. That's what you're made for. Duh. Yeah. That's but I think literally like, your primary role. Exactly. That's your expectation. God, we're getting yeah. canceled but, so hard after this. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, too, like a big consideration is that women's careers are much more affected by yeah. having families than men. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, Mommy that, track. yeah, that that makes it like it's a money thing. It's a time thing. It's a who's like, how are we going to either pay for child care? Who's going to be the primary child caregiver? Like there's it. It's a complete life change to make all those considerations. And I think that's where like women are coming from when they're like, yeah, I'm not sure because you have to kind of plan for all of those things like very much in advance. Like if you're able to save extra money, now you're thinking about like, you know, 
paying for kids, which is a whole extra cost. Like if you're hoping to send them to college one day, if you're trying to like a buy a house in a yeah Harvard, Harvard. four hundred grand, obviously, <laughs> you know, like get a house in a good school district, like yeah. that your entire life changes. And so it's not yeah. just like a yeah no, like it's it's a huge decision. And I don't, I think it, we get like caught up into the, oh, just like babies are cute. Like you should want one of those. And it's like, no, it's not that simple. This is a huge consideration. So it yeah. make, to me, it's like a, a good sign that people are thinking critically about it of like, is this something that I actually want? Or am I leaning towards this because it's just kind of an expectation. I haven't really thought about it before. Yeah. And I loved um, the Bennett and Amelia part, how Bennett brought up, um, you know, how so many kids need to be adopted, I could see them being a couple that maybe has a biological baby and then does adopt. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- mm-hmm. that is their, that's because they're both really good at communicating. I think, you know, if that mm-hmm. does happen, that's probably why, because they're both communicating their needs and, and seem to just really care about everyone, like in general. They're very caring. I got they that are. from, yeah. and I would say that about Amani and Woody. I felt like they were very caring people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Amelia and Bennett and serious conversations, so with them, they even made it known at the reunion episode that they were like, okay, they were going through the motions of having these serious conversations throughout the show filming, but after filming, they just kind of let that go because they're just getting back to knowing each other and starting a relationship, really. Um, what advice could you give to people that, you know, those serious conversations, like, And specifically for people like Amelia and Bennett that like they didn't really want to like dive right in Um, a little bit uncomfortable for them, too, because they when they did talk about what Bennett say, um, what do you like? What issues do you have with me or what doubts do you have or what? Mm -hmm. I don't know what he said, but when they're sitting on that bench, um, what are your thoughts? Like what advice can you give to people that are just like, hey, serious conversations, uh, like pause, pump the brakes. But, you know, you also visit it from Amelia and Bennett's perspective. That's like, we're just not there yet. I don't know. Um, in general or for the show? In general. Um, I guess both. Okay. Whichever so, I mean, I, th- <laughs> I think in general, again, because dating profiles exist. I mean, no, I met my fiance in Bumble. I'm not like dissing da- dating profiles. It but is. it does make you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it does make you weirdly like list yourselves and you kind of go into interview format but like that's not what dating's supposed to be it's supposed to be like you know for lack of a better word the person's vibe right like do i want to hang out with you not like did you go to this school kind of you know like so (laughs) i think um going just going back to that more in your head like i had a good friend one time say to me she was like i knew i was gonna marry my husband because we went to the grocery store and we had fun like we were like joke isn't that the sweetest thing yeah that she was we were joking around and we were like yeah. just getting random yeah. things and we made fun dinners but like yeah so i think and that's the, that was the beauty of amelia and bennett so just figuring out where you both are i think um let's say you are a woman who does not want to have kids and you know it i think that's okay maybe to say in the beginning and like be like real talk I just want to say this to you because I know for some people it is a deal breaker. I think that's different. If you definitely have deal breakers or like, I never want to get married, you know, stuff that you know can be like for sure a thing that people can't really move past that I would bring up. But, you know, like, 
how much you make or that you want to move back to the East Coast or whatever. Like, I don't think you need to say these things right away to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're still yeah. figuring out you like each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so what about with this show? Because this is and I do want a caveat, though, in there. Um, Miles even said on you know his decision day making process, he was like, hey, let's kind of wait it out a little more. So I want to, you know, ask that question. So what about with this show? knowing that you have decision day looming, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think you have to have the conversations again. I would say, wait until like, I don't know, maybe you have like an inside joke or you at least like <laughs> have yeah. kissed or touched or something. Like there's just something that you have something to, you know, pull off of. Um, and then I do really think if you're going to do a show like this, you got to be a little flexible. Like you can't, mm-hmm. You cannot go into it being like, I own my home. I will never leave my home. Like it's got to, like maybe your home's now your investment property that you're Airbnb, right? Like you need to have some flexibility or else I don't think you can be rigid in a lot because it, it wouldn't work. Like I, I would be very upset if I was matched with someone that was like, and I own this home and it's 20 miles away from everything and we're just going <laughs> to live there forever. I'd be like, no, didn't sign up for that. You know, so I think just being aware of that in yourself yeah. too. Alaska. I don't want to live in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Like I, you know, maybe we can go for like a month a year, yeah. but no, nope, I'm good. It's like there's yeah. no Wi-Fi. It's terrible. Yeah. You're lucky you're the rock. Gosh. <laughs> yes. If the rock wants to move. To so you just want to be frivolous with your money and spend it like crazy. You, you know, what's the yeah. bad harm and wanting to save money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just felt bad that Olivia and Brent's Brett's tension was so like obvious and like I both they both did not say a lot of the things they were thinking that was kind of like apparent and I can't tell if Brett actually is an an a-hole or if he just like doesn't know how to like show himself on camera I don't know you know yeah I don't think there was a lot of times he was intentionally trying to be a jerk I think he I think there was a disconnect in what he thought yeah. he was saying and, you know, trying to get across and what people received. And then he would be like, so from his pers- perspective, if he's saying like, oh, I want to stay in my house or something and, you know, I don't want to sell it because I worked really hard to pay this off. And then Olivia's like, yeah, I, I, I don't think that's where I want to live, whatever. Then he doesn't, he doesn't make that connection that like, she's hearing something different than what I'm saying. It's just, she's reacting in this strong way. So like now that means something about her. (laughs) And then it just, I I really don't think he had bad intentions. I think he's just bad at communication. It's it's (laughs) those sarcastic comments. There's so much. To him, that's just talking. (sighs) That's yeah. Yeah. Was, did I make this up? Was he engaged or was he in like a serious relationship yes. first? Yeah. yeah okay. And she cheated. I wonder if that's just not healed yet either. I mean, the serial dating and all, like, I just wonder if there's, you know, some stuff he's got to work through. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a big trauma to like, yeah. Oh my have gosh. decided to spend your life with someone and then they step out on you. Like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. Mm-hmm. Especially him. I feel like when he makes the decision, like he's made that decision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like he was sure about it and then she cheated on him. Mm-hmm. And I think she cheated on him, yeah. according to him, twice. Like they made back up again and then she did it again. And and even Karen, um, for 
you know, she, I think she mentioned her previous relationship. He had the child, uh, she, he had a child oh, with someone yeah. else. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, think, that's some serious. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot to, to handle. That's hard to get over. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Amani had been dating a guy and then found out he was married. That was her last relationship before the show. We had what all is with these like, people. Oh, I, I, yeah. Like when I hear all these stories, I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is what you guys are going through out here. My gosh, so much, so much. scary. Yeah. Um, so with with them, I did notice. I don't. It's it felt like it came across as if she was really invested in because she kept on talking about. I saw you match with some of my friends and I saw that you're you're going on dates now and it's just like stop researching him like it's just it's over you guys are over it like I get part of it is you know like she mentioned the whole oh he doesn't like to spend money but I see you're going on dates now like it felt a little petty and I I wonder if that was like a lot of the comments and different reactions she's gotten online, I'm sure hasn't been the best. So maybe she's kind of reacting to that in particular, but, um, and I know it's easier said than done. So I'm not casting any aspersions here, but it just, it felt a little bit petty and like his, he didn't really answer, like he didn't mention anything about tracking her down. He just was like, okay, sure. Like, I feel like that's what you want to say <laughs> in a situation like that. Um, yeah, I mean, she's human. I think she felt defensive. And I think, yeah. you know, there's fighting styles too, right? And, like, I feel like she's a person that um, maybe if you're in a fight actually wants you to, like, fight back a little bit and, like, have a reaction. And Brett is the exact opposite. He's like, okay, you must be feeling insecure. Like he's he's not meeting her and sort of yeah. her emotional thing. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 yeah, I'm wondering if that just was even playing out in the end. Like she's mm-hmm. like, I just want to jab at him and then have <laughs> some reaction. And he, do you think it. that might have been what was going on with Christina and Henry as well? Where like, because she now that we I think about it, she was throwing out crazy statements left and right, and maybe she was anticipating he was gonna like throw some back or something. I think she would have loved if he exploded at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she, I think she would have been like, Oh wow. Okay. There's a person here for me to pull at because Henry Mm. stayed pretty even the whole time. Like, I mean, and then they were sleeping in separate bedrooms. Like there was just not, you know, and sometimes anger, at least it shows you have passion or you care, you know, like some people see that as a positive thing in a little, in a way. So I wonder if she was hoping, yeah, just any yeah. reaction. Yeah, there was nothing. He is very, very measured. It's like there's nothing. Yeah. It's hard to get yeah. a rise out of him. Like, there's only a few times where he was just kind of actually getting a little bit more like animated or like raising his voice a little bit or just being more emphatic. Um, but she did, he didn't give that a lot to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And if her background, if she did have a toxic relationship in the past, like that, like, you know, maybe you're like comparing it to your previous relationship. I'm sure that's a thing as well. Um, Yeah, Henry, you should have learned behavior. Henry, you should have fought more. That was the solution. (laughs) (laughs) I I that. Everybody telling Henry, like, you just gotta make the move. You just gotta like, I was I was kind of frustrated with that. Like, 
it's basically on Henry to convince Christina that she wants to whatever. (laughs) Right. Really? So you didn't like that people were. So like you're, were you angry because the assumption is that he needs to make the move? Like, was that the thing? Yeah, because it was like, it was like, it doesn't matter who you are, Henry, and how you are you are the man and you're supposed to make the move. And it's almost like no one's really listening to Henry to be like, this is how I am. And this is how I, you know, grow affection. And we did learn at the end that he was already kind of checked out from the beginning, but it was almost like everybody was playing the role reversal with him to be like, you're the guy. So you have to be doing X, Y, and Z versus this is a relationship. Who are we as people and how do we approach each other? Um, So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Christina flat out was like, I expect you to make the move. I mean, she was pretty, she was like, everyone, yeah, she did a lot of comparing, too. She was like, every other person I've been with did it, which no one's going to feel good after they hear that, you know? No. Like, right. everyone else likes when I kiss them. I don't know what's wrong with them. You know what I mean? Like, it's just no one's going to like that. <laughs> All the other people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one yeah. thing I did really like is it seems like most of them are friends after all of this. And they've, yeah, there's been like, I mean, we all admitted to stalking them all on social media now, but like, <laughs> they're all hanging out, like they're you have a good time. Um, it's like, it's adorable how Woody and Imani and Karen and Miles live next door to each other. So like, they're constantly <laughs> around one another. Um, I think they'll just be fun to kind of follow and see like where life takes them because they're just, they're all such cool people. So I wish mm-hmm. those who didn't end up with a a spouse, I, I wish them the best. I think this was like a good learning opportunity to figure out some of those things. But For sure. Married at first life, second chances. Second chances. <laughs> Maybe they would be on that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, the, what show that is, Dr. Allie? No. So they have a spinoff mm-hmm. of Married at First Sight called Married at First Sight, Second Chances. And the first season is two individuals from season three that got divorced. So not divorced from each other but two separate couples um and one guy from that relationship and one girl from the other relationship are now on this married at first sight second chances and they have like a line of people who want to potentially marry them and the season takes you through them dating these people and kind of like the bachelor bachelorette um, Wait, this version is of it. genius <laughs> right these reality tv shows they know what they're doing <laughs> they, they are they are experts they, yeah, they just crank them out but like hey i mean i'm i'm down for it i might watch that tonight <laughs> <laughs> are you excited for season 12 like the they gave I, us like a snippet i am oh i am God. Yeah. Um, and I always talk to, you know, one of the producers who we, we know, and I'm like, this was so great. And this was, and she gives me like nothing. She's like, yeah, this next season's really good. Lots of interesting. I think she said like twists. And I was like, oh, it's nothing. <laughs> like, no, I need no names. I need social security numbers. Like, yeah, what are you doing? I'm like, give me something. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're like trying to read her body language. Like, is she? Yeah, like, no. <laughs> well yeah i think we're all very excited for season 12 to come out yeah Yeah. we're just kind of like (laughs) counting down to the the days till that happens for the holidays first though um but thank you so much for joining us again it's a pleasure of course yeah so much fun and (laughs) i uh thank you for helping me through the many landmines i avoided during this conversation (laughs) um you successfully avoided them (laughs) oh that's great yeah Yeah, thank you for a great conversation for folks who want to learn more about your work and you where can they find you 
Um, so I'm on Instagram as the behavioral speechy. And then um, you can go on my website, which is AllieArenaCommunications.com. Um, and I can give you that for the show notes Wonderful. if that works. Yeah, yeah that sounds yeah. good. We'll definitely include that. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. This has been Cup of Three, end of Season 11. Uh, very excited for Season 12 to be coming out, as I just keep saying, because I cannot wait. <laughs> Speak it into existence. Speak it into existence. <laughs> on instagram at cup of three podcast and we're also cup of three podcast at gmail um send us your thoughts so we can include that in a future episode and until then everyone have uh, a great night it's night for us <laughs> we'll see you next time all right bye